Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Monday, January 11th. I'm Nyla Boudou. Here's how we're making you smarter today. The danger of Iran's nuclear escalation. Plus, NASA's hunt for extraterrestrial life. First, though, the strategy behind another Trump impeachment is today's one big thing. House Democrats are planning to move forward with a second impeachment of President Trump this week, an article that could be introduced as soon as today has 190 co-sponsors. Here's why this matters. Impeaching and removing Trump from office carries many consequences beyond his presidency, including barring him from running again in 2024. But how would this happen? Mike Allen is Exus's co-founder. He's here to answer that and explain the strategy behind a second impeachment trial. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Nyla. Mike, when we're thinking about the fact that Joe Biden's inauguration is in nine days, President Trump will be out of office then. What's the tension like over impeachment among lawmakers about going forward with this process? Nyla, House Democrats are thinking about two things. One, holding President Trump accountable. But two, House Democrats want to put Republicans on the record about this. But Nyla, I can tell you, Some of them are worried about something that's going to be divisive just as they're heading into a new Democratic administration. And now President Biden seems to sense that. When he was asked about impeachment at his last press conference, he didn't touch it. That's a decision for the Congress to make. I'm focused on my job. There's only one article in the current draft that's incitement of insurrection. Does this make it easier for Democrats to get Republicans on board? Yes, they hope that simplicity equals speed, that they can move fast on this. If you get an impeachment vote in the House, then, of course, it goes to the Senate for a trial where if he was convicted, he would be barred from holding office. But the twist there, so far, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has said that there's no time for a trial before Joe Biden's inauguration, that the soonest it could happen is starting that day based on the Senate travel schedule. And so that would mean that an impeachment fight would start to overshadow the beginning of President-elect Biden's 100 days. And that's what's giving Democrats pause and for sure is giving the Biden camp reservations about impeachment. You said the president-elect Biden has made it very clear that he's kind of staying away from this. This is up to Congress. But what is his plan to lead during this time? How is he reacting to all of this? Yeah, Nyla, he, he has a very intentional plan to avoid stoking anger about the siege. Instead, this week, he's going to be focusing on combating the coronavirus. So at the moment, advisors are urging Biden to steer clear of the impeachment debate, keep out that above-the-fray position. They don't want to waste political capital on impeachment. You stick his campaign on uniting America. This, Nile is his plan to do that. Axios co-founder Mike Allen. Thank you, Mike. Nile, have a better week. Relations between the U.S. and Iran are again tense. Last week, Iran continued to break a global nuclear pact when it said it had resumed uranium enrichment. And just this past weekend, Iran threatened to expel U.N. inspectors unless U.S. sanctions are lifted next month. 
Axios's Barack Ravid has been following these developments closely and joins us now from Tel Aviv. Barack, can you give us the context here? I think there are a few pieces of context that are really important to understand what's behind what Iran is doing. Okay, so why did Iran start enriching to 20% and why now? Two weeks before Trump is out. So the first bit of context is that this was a retaliatory step by the Iranians for the assassination of Iran's chief nuclear scientist. And after he was assassinated, the Iranian's parliament passed a law to resume 20% enrichment as a first phase of this retaliation. And the second bit of context is that the Iranians are getting ready for engaging Biden on going back to the 2015 nuclear deal or negotiating a new deal. And they need assets for this negotiation. And 20% enrichment is exactly those assets that they need because it's basically useless. The only use is as a bargaining chip in a negotiation with Biden. Is there any chance of the Trump administration taking action against Iran in its final days? If you ask people in Iran, they're concerned that the Trump administration will go on a military strike against Iran in its last few days. If you ask the people in the Trump administration, they will tell you that they're concerned that the Iranians will provoke the U.S. on the last few days of the Trump administration when it's not clear who's really in charge. You saw the Iranians taking all sorts of preparation steps for possible U.S. strike. You saw the U.S. sending B-52 bombers to the region. And when both sides are taking those actions, it is very dangerous because every small mistake can escalate the situation into a conflict. I don't think that either side wants a confrontation right now, but still those last few days when everything is so tense are very, very sensitive and dangerous. Barack Ravid is an Axios contributor and the author of Axios from Tel Aviv. With all that's happening on Earth right now, it's completely understandable if the idea of living on another planet has popped into your head over the last few weeks. Scientists aren't quite to that point, but they have doubled down on their hunt for life outside of Earth, with three new missions landing on Mars next month. Axios' space reporter Miriam Kramer has been following these missions. Miriam, we know all about the cute little rovers on Mars like Curiosity, but what are some of the new ways that scientists are looking to find evidence of extraterrestrial life? So scientists are actually using these powerful telescopes on Earth to try to see if they can pick up any radio waves that might be emitted from different star systems. The ones that they're looking for actually would mimic how humans create radio waves. So the idea is if we find something that looks similar to that, then it might be a good indication that there is life there because it would be really difficult to create those naturally. And again, we're not talking about something like the Borg. We're talking about microbes. So how does this affect future space exploration? You know, I should say the radio waves, that would be like intelligent life. That would be like us. <laughs> that would be like the Borg. That could be the Borg. We don't want it to be the Borg. But as far as the microbes question, let's say we find life on Mars, either evidence of past microbes on Mars or current microbes living on Mars. That would tell us so much that there's not only one place in the universe with life, but there are two places in the same solar system with life. 
And if that's the case, life is probably everywhere. We just can't contact it. We just don't have the means yet. But like the idea that it could evolve on two separate planets under two very different conditions tells you something big about the way that life comes to be. Miriam Kramer writes the Axios Space newsletter and covers space for Axios. Thank you, Miriam. Anytime. Reverend Dr. Raphael Warnock made history in the Georgia runoff last week when he became the state's first and the country's 11th African-American senator. So I was especially interested to hear his sermon yesterday at his church, Atlanta's Ebenezer Baptist. And in his sermon, he talked about not just his historic election, but also the attacks on the Capitol. So here's the question this day. Do we want to become a more hateful, fearful, divided nation or build the beloved community? My vote this morning is for beloved community. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. That does it for us today. For breaking news, you can always visit Axios.com. We love feedback. Email us at podcasts at Axios.com. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review and five-star rating on your podcast app. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.